You cannot believe a blur. It's just psychologically impossible. So when we find our joy in a God of joy, we better have adequate language, that is, ideas and terminology, to speak about this God of joy. But if you went to seminary or university in the past century, or your pastor did, you probably don't. And it doesn't matter whether your seminary or university was liberal, progressive, orthodox, conservative, or evangelical. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb. Most people call me Mike. And we are doing here the Conspiracy Commentaries. This is The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. You've probably seen me hold this book before. And this is one of the best books in the last 25 years. It was actually published 25 years ago and it is still in print. You can still find copies and it is still relevant for people who want to know God in this century. Now, here at the Sanctus Forum and in the Sanctus Institute, one of our purposes is to help people read better books better. Not just any books, but better books, and to read them with more depth. Uh, and this is one of those books that we really want to help you all read. Um, we're in the third chapter now. Third chapter, um, not very far in, a section called Finding Language to Express This Great God. Now, Dallas really has the gloves off in this one. This is where we can see that Dallas Willard's day job was not writing books like this for us, but being a philosopher at a major university, USC was his school. We can be thankful for that. Um, so I don't know, this is, I really love this section. I feel like um, I could do 40 videos about this. Um, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna try to squeeze it all into one, but I just wanna start by reading the first few sentences. It is frankly hard today to think adequately of God, or perhaps to think of him at all. Our intellectual history works against it and we certainly do not get much training for it. Frankly, our daily experience, under pressure from many quarters, constantly keeps us from thoughtful living and dumbs us down in many ways, especially theologically. But the resulting lack of adequate ideas and terminology does great harm to our faith. Ouch, ouch. Um, I don't know if you caught it here. He's basically saying um, our intellectual history, that is um, of, let's say, Western culture and the, the ideas that we have been working on for centuries in Western culture, works against our ability to think about God. Okay? And what he says is we do not get much training in it. In other words, we don't even know about the ideas that are um, conflicting with our attempts to know God. We don't, 
we don't even spend time working on them. And then for everybody, I mean, maybe you think, well, uh, that's not that's not what I would get trained in. I'm an engineer or whatever. But uh, he says, really, everybody, our daily experience constantly keeps us from thoughtful living. So previous centuries, I will tell you, were not like that. Their daily experience did not keep them from thoughtful living, but ours does. It's like we have a lifestyle which leaves us overweight, unhealthy, prone to heart disease, diabetes, and all that sort of thing. If only there was somebody out there who was talking about lifestyle. But anyway, the problem here, as uh, Dallas has said, is our intellectual history. And for me here on this paragraph, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five. On the fifth paragraph, he starts to name what he thinks that intellectual history is. He calls it um, uh, rising out of the 18th century, primarily through British empiricism and the Kantian rationalist reaction to it in Germany. Now, Dallas taught on these classes. Um, I'm currently reading a transcript of his class on British empiricism, where he's talking about John Locke, um, George Barclay, and David Hume. Um, the books are, are back there. I'm reading um, them along with the class. I bet none of us have really read much of any of that, unless you had maybe an intro to philosophy class, or you actually were a philosopher, major, um, yeah, we just didn't get that stuff. And so we don't even know what these people are talking about and how they influenced and shaped our world. Same with the um, Kantian rationalist reaction to it. Another word for that is German idealism. Um, yeah, we just, we just skim over it. I don't even think we skim over it. And we certainly don't often have the life um, required in order to read these books. But his point is, and this would need to be made, um, you'd need to make a, an argument for this in history, is that that intellectual atmosphere gets down into the most simple conservative Bible school. Perhaps the place that you went to, perhaps the place that your pastor or priest went to, that gets down into that. And it keeps us from being able to really think about God in a way other than just having a mental blank where that word God is. Now, what would be the opposite? Well, it would be that we actually had um, some muscle to deal with issues in metaphysics. And if you'd like a little bit of that muscle, if you go over to conversatu.org and you go into the search and you search for metaphysics, there's a recording of a class that Dallas did on metaphysics. It's from USC. And you can get into this. Um, I would recommend doing the reading along with the class. You can find the syllabus. Um, but you'll start to talk and think about things like what is it to exist and what is identity and what are properties and what are parts and what is substance and um, what are dispositions and what does it mean for something to change and exist in time and all of that. Really kind of important things if you want to say some things about God. Now, 
what is the remedy for this? Well, I mean, go take a metaphysics class. That could be one thing. And really, some of us um, probably should do that. Um, another thing is Dallas is getting into just sort of reading older authors. And I'll give you, he says, well into the 20th century. And here's somebody that he certainly had in mind, A.W. Tozer. This is his book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Um, here, my edition from Harper, San Francisco. It just goes through uh, divine attributes and he discusses them. Now, it's not that Dallas would agree with every single one of these uh, descriptions, I don't, but A.W. Tozer didn't even go to college. He wrote books like this by just reading books. And one of the reasons why he, late in the 20th century, was able to write a book like this was because he trained himself by reading old authors, old books. That's where this sort of thing comes from. He didn't read stuff from the 20th century is the issue. He dwelt, lived in a different world. And that's why you get this book and it is just a fabulous book. Um, but, you know, other than reading some of that old stuff, we need to get some intellectual training, perhaps. We need to find ways um, to, to develop that in ourselves. And that means we may need to find a new kind of lifestyle so that thoughtful living is something that is characteristic of us, right? We're going to have to find um, what actually does dumb us down and what other sorts of things smart us up. Because if we don't, resting in a universe at whose center there is a God who is full of joy won't be possible for us. I mean, you don't have to be a metaphysical heavyweight to do that, but you do have to push against the current of modern life and modern intellectual life. And then you can develop an understanding of what God is. And then when you attach that word joy to God, it actually will make sense. Well, yeah, this is a big deal here, guys. Um, Thanks for watching, and um, yeah, I don't know how can we how can we get this going? How can we kind of um, uh, have more discussion on this? Not just in a weird internet sort of space, but um, in schools, in uh, places, in churches, where people come together and uh, think about ideas. We we just need to do that. Um, yeah, and I'm just doing my little part here. Um, same with same with Dallas. But uh, let's pray about that. Let's pray about that. Bye.